0: In, he has taken us. He is not taking us. He has taken us. He has taken us from glory to glory. The Bible says we are seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Do you believe it? And the reason is because his grace and his glory is upon us. His spirit is upon us. If you have any doubt, that is the reason. That should quench every iota of doubt. Because we need to move from that perspective. We need to operate from that perspective. We need to live and live our life from the vantage position that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places and we're with him in glory because his glory and his spirit, his grace is upon us. Can you talk to God this morning and ask God the question, is this really true? Ask your father if this is really true and if it is true, that you want to begin to manifest in this realm. You want to begin to operate in this assurance. You want to begin to live every day of your life in this assurance, in this place of rest, in this place of comfort, in this place of victory. Can you talk to God this morning? That the Lord will do a thing in you this morning that we elevate you to where he has already placed you that we help you that your mind your spirit and your soul we agree with where you are in god where god has already placed you we are seated with him in the heavenly places far above all powers and principalities because we are in him from before the foundation of the earth we were in him we were in him and he is in us can you talk to God this morning if you agree with God and God is saying to you yes that is true talk to God this morning I want to operate from this vantage position I want to live every day of my life with this assurance with this understanding when I wake up in the morning that the Holy Spirit is ringing this alarm in my heart When I'm going to bed at night, I have this assurance that I am with him in glory. And I'm seated with him in the heavenly places. I am here on earth representing him. Can you talk to God this morning? Lord, we bless your name. We want to believe your word. Every word that comes out of your mouth, we trust in your word. We know you've taken us out of dear distress into a broad place where there is no constraint, where there is no restriction. We know, Lord God Almighty, we're seated with you in the heavenly places. Far above every fear, far above every torment of the kingdom of darkness, far above every roaring of the lion, far above every power and every principalities, we are seated with you in the heavenly places and we know this because we know your grace and your spirit and your glory is in us we are convinced and persuaded that we are the aroma of jesus we are the fragrance the light of this world the salt of this world and we glorify your name for you this morning as we move out from here today we want to begin to walk in this assurance I want to begin to manifest in this realm where we operate like God operates, where we, O Lord God Almighty, are your true reflection here on earth. In the name of Jesus, in everything that you have destined us to do, in everything you have destined us to accomplish, we call unto heaven this day that all those we begin to manifest to the glory and to the honor of your name. We call all heavens and all heart right now the lord in the name of jesus every power of the prince of persia that hitherto might have been an obstacle you are removed according to the authority in the word of god you were cast into the abyss that the glory of the lord might come in that the glory of the lord might be manifested we glorify you lord as yes, we pray in jesus name and the church will say amen shout a good hallelujah Let's give a clap, offering unto God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. This morning, we're just going to do a recap. And I will try to um, use the remaining time we have and do a recap of what we discussed um, previous week. Two weeks ago, we're talking about being fruitful. And I'm just going to do a quick recap and, again, reiterate Um, some of the key points that I think God wants us to bear in mind. Here is what I want you to do today. Tell your neighbor and just make sure you speak to someone that after today, promise me. Now, if you're not going to fulfill your promise, if you don't keep your word, don't do this. Don't say it. And so if you keep your word, then you can go ahead and promise. Promise promise me that you will no longer maintain the status quo but you will indeed according to the grace of God operate the way God operates Amen Hallelujah this morning that's going to be the key thing that I want us to take home God has created us uniquely, and I want to just use the PowerPoint to do a recap of what we talked about last week quickly, and the key point today is to point to us, just like the scripture say, oh man, you are inexcusable, that we have no excuse not to succeed. We have no excuse not to be who God wants us to be or what God wants us to do or do what God wants us to do. Why? His grace is upon us. Like I said to Ross, grace is the ability of God bestowed upon us to be who God wants us to be and to do what God wants us to do. We have that grace. It's in us. The spirit of God is upon us. We know that. And so the Bible says, Oh man, you are inexcusable because everything you need to know God has already made known unto you. Hallelujah. But our inaction is robbing us of what God has destined us to do. And so today we are trusting that the Lord will help us to move. Say to your neighbor, God will help me to take action. To move in the name of Jesus. This, this is an epiphany that God is beginning to reveal to us, and I'm trusting that the Lord will help us to understand. Amen? Let's look at this slide quickly, just as a recap, because I promise I'm going to make sure that we still maintain the time. Hallelujah. Do we have the PowerPoint? Do we have a PowerPoint? Um, oh, here we go. Amen? So we talked about how the God said, be fruitful. All right? And I shared with us that it is, it is God's desire. It actually came from God. It is God's idea for us to be fruitful, to be successful. If you, if you look at the dictionary, meaning of, of the synonyms of fruitful, you can do that. You don't need to be a preacher to see those. It means to be Prolific. It means to be successful, to be fertile, to be rich, to be abundant, to be rewarding. And this is the idea of God. So success is not actually our idea. It is God's idea to be fruitful, to be productive. It's God's idea. It was actually his idea. And that's what I want us to pay attention to. So if it was his idea then there is no question about the fire that is inherently invested in that hallelujah so when god if you go back to the cradle of creation the genesis and you study the way god created the heavens and the earth well, we will see some epiphany that will help us to begin to act because i think believers in christ jesus has been in spiritual amnesia for a very, very long time. And it is time that the Holy Ghost is calling us to wake up in the name of Jesus and take action. Act. Operate the way God operates. Amen? Because we cannot do anything outside of him. If we want the result he has desired, we need to operate the way he operates. You see, let me. God bless our men. I say, God bless our men. Just let me give you a picture. When, when you you remember, when you buy an appliance as men, I know our women you can attest to this. If you buy an appliance that you have to put together, not the ready-made, the one that you have to put together. What is one thing that all men always try to do? They don't read the instruction. They don't want to use the manual. You want to put it together as fast as you can. And you realize that you end up wasting so much time. If you have just looked at the instruction and followed the instruction, it will take you one-tenth of the time you end up spending. And let's say amen to that. If we read the manual, the cradle of creation... The framework of free creation, we will have assembled what God wants us to assemble faster. We will have achieved the result that God is looking for faster. But it looks as if we are ignoring the manual, either out of sheer ignorance or maybe, quote and unquote, foolishness. Amen? In the credo of creation, the framework of creation, When the Bible said in Genesis chapter 1, it said, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Hallelujah. And when we read that, we don't pay attention and ask God questions. What does that mean? And you read everything that God created in Genesis. And when you take a pause and ask the Holy Spirit to help you, what God did was succinct in summary, but lacking in details. It will take the Holy Spirit to explain to you. That's why the Bible said, "Let us kill it," but the Spirit gives life. He created the heavens and the earth, and the Bible proceeded to show us that afterwards He created the family. Then he created work, the garden. That's all God did in the garden of Eden, in Genesis. So as a result of that, God being our God is giving us the operation manual for the earth in his creation. He wants us to pay attention to what he was doing so that we can operate the same way. So the pronouncement of be fruitful, be successful, multiply, do all those things is contingent upon you operating the way he operates. Contingent upon me operating the way he operates. So he created the heavens. The heaven is an eternal place. It's for eternity. But guess what? You create your heaven here on earth. Hallelujah. Well, I I don't have time, but I just want to give us those nuggets. He created the family. Then he created the work. The heaven is our spiritual relationship with him. Any spiritual activity that we do. Let's go to the next slide so that I can run through this quickly. Next slide. The heavens. The heaven life block. I said there are three life blocks that God created in Genesis. The heaven life block, the family life block, and the work life block. The heaven life block begins here in the earth. It doesn't end here in the earth. It continues to eternity, but you have to participate in it. Okay, the heavens block, the work and the family block, they cannot be separated. Are you getting me? You separate them, you're in trouble. It cannot be separated. They are interconnected. Amen? Quick example. If you are having family problem at home, does it affect your work? You cannot separate it. If you are not right with God, the heaven life block, does it affect the family? It is interconnected. It is designed to work together. Just like the Bible said, there are three in heavens. There are three that bear records in heaven. The Father, this word, the Spirit, and the Word. It cannot be separated. It said the three are great. they are one. Your spiritual life, which is the heaven blocks, relationship with God, cannot be separated from family life. Once it is separated, it is doomed to fail. There cannot be fruitfulness. That is productivity. Success is impossible. It might look as if there is success. I guarantee you, when you look, it is not. You cannot separate the family block from the spiritual. You need that relationship with God, then the family, then the work. And you will see the way God created it. Talking of looking at the operation manual, the relationship was the first. When God created Adam and Eve, I mean, sorry, Adam, the relationship started there. Amen? God was, when you come to the family, God was Adam's first family member. It cannot be missed. God was Adam's first family member. It was as a result of the fact that God was operating based on his prophecy that multiplication came. Eve joined. Then, several other generations joined. But it started from God. Adam and God were in that family relationship first. The same thing work. Work. Adam and God were first business partner. God created the garden. He puts Adam there. They begin to work together. You cannot succeed in business if you don't start with God. There has to be that connection. God has to be your first business partner in order for you to succeed. If not, be fruitful, be successful. It's just a bluff. It's not going to come to pass. Are you getting me? So the operation manual that God created from the garden was for us. In the the heaven life block, it begins in the earth. It is eternal. It doesn't end. It's everlasting. That's why they call it everlasting life. That life block is everlasting. It depends. If you do it with God, then everlasting life block with God. If it is not with God, it's also everlasting on the other side. It doesn't end. Hallelujah. It leads to eternity. That's point number three. It begins with God. It has to start with God. And it requires character. The character of God. We have to learn it. Amen. The heaven life block involves daily activity and life endeavors between an individual and God. Depends on whoever you choose the God is. That is the heaven life block that God wants us to succeed in. He wants us to be fruitful in the relationship with him. The family, next, next slide. The family life block in the name of Jesus, the family life block. There you go. The family life block is in the earth. It doesn't go to heaven. When we get to heaven, there will be no husband and wife there. So, you know, the other side that is promising, seven virgin, when people get to heaven, it's a bluff. The family life block ends here in the earth. Is for the earth. Okay? It leads to eternity. Whatever you do in that family life block can make or unmake eternity. It contributes, it is inherently ingrained into the heaven's life block. That's why they cannot be separated. And so, and it begins with God. God is your first family member. When we want to counsel our young people that's where we need to begin. The spouse you are about to marry is not your first family member. Your parents are not your first family member. God Almighty is your first family member. Before the parents, before the spouse you are aspiring to marry. And if you already married, the same applies. And God is looking for us to begin to make adjustment where necessary, amen. It requires oneness. For the family block to succeed, according to God's prophecy, to be fruitful, to be productive, to be rewarding, to be prolific, to be rich, for that to happen, it requires oneness. And what does that mean? It means that your oneness with God, who is the number one family member, must never be broken. Your oneness with every other member of that family is uniquely key to the success of that block. How did the first family in, in, the, uh, in Genesis, how was it broken? The oneness was broken. When Satan came to Eve to say you should eat, all they needed to have done was to go back to God, go back to the round table. No decision must be made outside of that oneness. If they have gone back to God and say, God, we are hearing a different story. We are hearing a new information that we didn't hear before. Satan said we can eat out of the fruit you told us not to eat. Should we do that? Do you think that evil will have been averted? There cannot be success in the family block. If there's no oneness. Decision, operation in that family, everything done in that family has to be done how? In oneness. If you say something and it is going to change, come back to the round table and make sure everyone is at the table and make a decision. There's a new information. Nothing is wrong with new information but when you take that new information without going back to that oneness on the round table, Is going to cause disaster. Oneness is required. Hallelujah. The family life block involves daily activities and life endeavors around the home. Wife, husband, children, sibling, parents, and significant others. The next block. The work-life block. Work begins with God. It was God's idea. You cannot be lazy and not to work. God created work. If spirituality was enough, he wouldn't create the garden. He created the garden because work was involved. Work was needed. Action was necessary. Hallelujah. And the work-life block involves daily activities and life endeavors outside of the home such as your career, your vocation, your education, social, economy, business, all these are the garden. They are the offshoot of the garden, the work life. And to succeed, and for the prophecy of be fruitful, be successful, to materialize in this block, diligence is required. Be a minimum is not enough. It's not going to cut it. Diligence. We see how God was training Adam about diligence. The Bible said, "God will bring those things He has created to Adam, and He wanted Adam to give them name." And the Bible said, "Adam will give them name, and God will check or That's okay. That's good." Because when God placed Adam in the garden, he said, walk the land and preserve it. So, diligence is required. Amen? So, the work life. Let's go to the next slide. I think that's the. So, be fruitful. Be successful. That was a prophecy. It's only going to come to pass. When we begin to operate the way God operates, every word of God has the potency to bring to pass what God has pronounced. But within, if and only it is within the context of God and how God designed it. To be successful in my family, to be successful in my place of work, to be successful in my business, to be successful, to be fruitful according to the word of God. As a student, to be successful in my education, to be successful in everything that I do, God already settled it. It's a done deal. It only comes to pass when faith is added to work. The spiritual and the physical must agree to produce success. Hallelujah. In everything we do in life, the success factor formula that God gave from creation is this you can't pray your way to success, it's not going to happen. You cannot walk your way to success without faith. It's not going to happen. If you are talking about God's success, though, because there are some successes that are not God's success, and you will know it is glaring. He said it is when when you are looking at to differentiate between God's success and the earth's success. The blessings of the Lord, it maketh rich and added no sorrow. If the success is of God, it has to meet that standard. The blessing, the pronouncement from creation that says be successful, be fruitful, it carries with it no sorrow. When it manifests in the family, when it manifests in the workplace, you will not see a trace of sorrow. And that's how you know the difference between the success God is talking about, the fruitfulness God is talking about, the prolificness that God is talking about, the riches that God is talking about, and the other one. Hallelujah. We don't have the time. You could have seen when God said, uh, when uh, um, David was the one that said, He said, My foot almost slipped because I was envious of the prosperity of the wicked. You need to read that in Psalm 73. But when he began to look at that prosperity, he suddenly realized it was actually not prosperity. It was poverty disguised in prosperity garment. There was so much sorrow and devastation that you will never wish for that. To be successful in the family, spiritually, or in the work life, your business, your vocation, you need to follow the formula. You have to do it the way God did it. God is your first person partner in business. You cannot separate that relationship. You cannot cut that relationship and expect that prophecy to be fulfilled. God is the first member of your family. You cannot sever that relationship and expect that prophecy to be fulfilled. As long as you keep that intact, he helps In the rest. He is the one that has the idea of success in the first place. He is the one that created fruitfulness and success in the first. It wasn't you. So he alone has the formula. He alone knows how it will happen. And so that's why faith plus work is success. You can read the book of James chapter 2. Do not think you sit down and do nothing. That's what James was literally saying. He said, "Do you think by sitting down and doing nothing, saying the lingo, speaking the right word, you think anything will happen?" He said, "It's not going to happen." He said, "Faith must meet with action. Faith reveals in itself through action." Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't have time to go into this, but hopefully what you will take home today is that there cannot be business as usual. I cannot be saying I'm a Christian and so I'm lazy. I don't do what I need to do. Walk alone that I'm, a, you know, I'm walking, I'm walking so I don't have time for God. It's a recipe for failure. I'm praying and fasting in church 24 by 7 when I'm supposed to do what I need to do is a recipe for failure. The two has to work together in harmony for the prophecy of God to happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are tons and tons of examples in the scriptures how this has been displayed to be successful. My time is over. Do I have seven minutes? Oh, okay. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Okay. Let's just look at one. Genesis 24. Genesis 24. This is critical. And if there is anything you don't want to miss or forget today as you live here. Because the glory of God is upon us. The grace of God is upon us. The spirit of God is upon us. There is no excuse not to succeed. It is impossible for a child of God not to succeed. Don't look at your current situation. Look at the finished work. And that's one other thing you have to bear in mind. As long as you keep looking at the environment and the circumstances, and you take your eyes off from this word of God, you're going to be pushed around a little. Genesis 24. Abraham was getting old. Wanted to get a wife for Isaac, his son. He made his servant to swear not to get a wife. From the land of Canaan. Just to call the long story short. But let me jump to verse number 10. And you know I'm going to read from the message translation. Verse number 10. Faith plus work is what guarantees success. The servant took 10 of his master's camels and loaded with gifts from his master, traveled to Abraham, um, Aram, Neharem. Mm, Go help with that pronunciation. And the city of Nahor. Let's move forward. Outside the city, he made the comments, Um, oh, sorry. Where are we? Yeah, okay. Outside the city, he made the comments kneel at a well. It was evening, the time when the woman came to draw water. Pay attention. Next. He prayed faith. The spiritual aspect. He prayed. He prayed. Oh God, God of my master Abraham, make things go smooth, smoothly this day. Treat my master Abraham well. As I stand here by the spring, while the young woman of the town come out to get water? Let the girl to whom I say, lower your jug and give me a drink. And who answers, drink and let me also water your camels. Let her be the woman you have picked out for your servant Isaac then I will know that you are walking graciously behind the scene for my master. Amen? What is the story here? Spiritual and physical, faith and work will guarantee success. He will have prayed and sit down at home and do nothing. And expect God to throw a beautiful girl from heaven, so that He can give to His servant, I mean, to His master's son. Fate alone is not the operation manual. And look at the strategy here. And for the single, if you, if you, if you are, um, if you're looking, you are not, you know, yet in there. You want to get hooked? Look at this strategy. The Bible said he went to a location where beautiful girls normally come am i am i are we reading the same bible yes. he strategically locate the place where young women where he knows that young women normally come why if you look into catch a fish do you not go to the river? <laughs> Young people, single, you're looking to get married, and you're praying and fasting, sleeping in the church from one program to the other, crusade to the other, and you ain't associating. You don't go to parry, you don't go to wear beautiful boys and on the other ways. Beautiful girls, whatever your sex is. To catch a fish, you need to go to the river. (laughs) Faith is good. You can also go to the river all your life and fail to pray. (laughs) You may not catch a good fish. You may end up catching crabs. You cannot separate them. You cannot do one and not the other and expect the prophecy be fruitful to materialized. Christians, believers in Christ Jesus, carrying the spirit of God, filled with grace and glory, we're making a lie out of God when we don't operate based on the framework He went to the well. And the beautiful girl started coming. But in conversation with God, see what the prayer says. What you don't see behind that prayer he prayed. What he is literally saying is, I don't want a girl that is doing the bare minimum. A girl that I said, give me water. And we go beyond giving me water. Work and diligence is going to get you the man you're looking for. The man, the the lady that said, I will also give water to your cabbage. So let it be there. Diligence. If you have been praying as a woman, as a young woman, you want to get a good husband. Bare minimum cannot cut it. Looking good, smelling good is good. You have to do that. But you have to do extra. There is a diligence requirement. And as all the ladies were coming, the actual lady, who already knew that diligence is a good thing because God has taught her As soon as the man said, give me water to drink, he said, oh, my Lord, I will give you water, and I will also water your kameh. There you go. Faith plus work, success has materialized. Stand on your feet. God has given us a formula. He has given us the creation. He has revealed to us how he operates. The way he makes things happen is the way he wants us to make it happen in our lives. In our relationship with him, in our family relationships, and in our vocation or our career, he has given us the template. This epiphany that if you go out with it from beginning this moment, I can guarantee you, I stand by the Holy Ghost to guarantee you, Whatever it is that we're looking for God to manifest success, God will show up. He cannot go against his word. When we do it the way he has taught us, the way he has revealed to us, God guarantees success. Will you talk to God this afternoon? talk to God. All you need to talk to God is Lord by way of your revelation grant unto me an illumination so I can operate the way you operate so that I can conduct the affairs of my life the way you have destined it to be from before the foundation of the earth and once you have settled that with God begin to lift up unto God All the areas that have not witnessed success, every aspect that has not witnessed success, point them to God and point them to God based on your faith and your diligence that you are promising God to work on. I've used that example. If you are looking to get married, a man or a woman, you are not on Facebook, you don't know what you're doing. That's where beautiful girls and beautiful boys show up in this generation, whether you like it or not. It is in Facebook. That is the world that is full of fishes, male and female. But you cannot do it without prayers. You separate prayers from it, then there is going to be trouble. Combine prayer. With fishing and Facebook, the husband or the wife will show up. In the name of Jesus, will you talk to God? And I want you to use that example and correlate with with everything you do in life. Just ask God to show you what do I need to do? Where is the physical aspect of this spiritual exercise? And apply it and see miracles in the name of Jesus.